Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris, and I have a turbo episode for you today. Turbo. And I do it. Well, for someone that's as your stature, you think you would have learned to stand up straight now at some point in your life. Yes, you do. You have everybody slouches. Yeah, well, okay. Anyway, so I, I have something for you to try. Um, we've been waiting on this for a week. I think we should play the uh, think we should play the clip first and then uh, and then go from there. Let's get the clip up. Share. Are we going? We are. All right. Are you ready for this? All right. This is a very list. It's a very new. And our internet. <laughs> our internet took a shit immediately. All right. Let's see if this works. a very list. Come on. This is a very what? All right. Well, let's let's let this. We'll see if this loads. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What am I? This is a very this is a very new. What internet am I connected to? I'm connected to our internet that we pay for on a on a monthly basis. Let me refresh. Let me refresh this and see. Oh, there we go. Here we go. This is a very this is a very no. I, okay, this is a very new, a new fragrance uh-huh. by uh, by Fabergé. Fabergé. All right, yeah. let me stop the sharing. It's not working. I had the thing up. Oh wait, that works. Hold on. I, I, you don't even need the video. We do need the video. I think that's what it is. I think it doesn't like the the sharing. The video sharing. Yeah, the video yeah. sharing. We'll just let turn it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. Turn it on. That guy. He looks a lot like me. You see that? He looks a lot like me. How do you figure? Well, just look at him. Hold on. Look at him. Uh huh. Let's stop sharing quick. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, so I Minus have the glasses and the beard and totally different hair. Yeah, and well, I mean, structure. it's the same. It's the same. Totally thing. the same. Yes. Totally the same thing. So we have here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We have some of this. We I bought it. it. You you found it. I bought it on the internet. I'm so excited. And I have not smelled it yet at all. I am so Turbo excited. By uh, by Fabergé, right there. This I and my like... wife smelled it. Okay, what did she say? She says it smells exactly like you think it would and should. <laughs> Oh, I am excited. Okay. For this. And I, I gave it to my daughter. Uh huh. And she had the same reaction on her face as when I had her also drink beer one time. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, okay. That's, so, that's probably what I'm going to so do. Uh huh. I'm going to put a little of this on. No. And then I'm going to come over by you and like give you a hug. Okay. And you can, you can tell me what you think. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Now, does it have a spray? Oh, no. no it's this, just is old school. this is old school. Bottle. She's pungent. <laughs> so I just do this, right? Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to give her a little dab or a little dabaroni. Yeah. I feel like another little this... dabaroni. Do we know what maybe year another this was from? Maybe another dabaroni. Oh, you better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe another dabaroni. Yeah. So I think yeah, more yeah, is always better. Always better. All right. So we have four dabs of the turbo. <laughs> um, this is. Is this. Here's my question. 
is this period correct to my 944 turbo? It yes. Because I feel like it needs to live in my 944 turbo and or I should just to be put clear, it all over the interior. This was like fifty dollars. <laughs> okay, because well, it was new old stock. I would in probably the box. buy it from you. All right, hold on. I'm gonna come over there and give you a hug. Oh my goodness, I don't think I want it. Oh. It's very musky. It is very musky. <laughs> what it's, do you think? Are you, uh, do I, it's, it's has very, your perception of me changed? It doesn't fit you. No? No, I'm trying to think who it fits. I don't fits. know if that's, uh, if I should be insulted by that or not. I don't, it's, uh, I'm trying to, all right, give me the bottle here. Okay, here. Oh. Okay, let's let's see if I can somehow describe it. You know, like uh, sommeliers, the wine tasters. How they're yes, like you're really going to be good. the sommelier for Cologne. Yes. Okay. Oh, this is a very strong Cologne. Uh, I, I shouldn't have put on four dabs of it. I'll tell Fabergé you that right now. Fabergé of Canada. Fabergé. Out of what else is Fabergé? Ontario. Make? Well, you think of Fabergé eggs. Yeah, but I think they make more than that. What? I'm tr- like, I don't even know how to compare it to something. It just smells like a very generic. It's not the same company, you dipshit. Fabergé that makes the eggs and Fabergé are not the same. Okay, so who is this? Um, it's like a generic uh, department store cologne. They make Brute as well. Uh, Brute cologne. Okay, yep. Which is. Uh, I can't stop smelling it, though, for some reason. It it reminds me of cologne that my grandfather used to wear. I think. Yeah, it's it's a little more musky than Old Spice. Old Spice has yeah. got, got a little bit of a freeness to it. Wow, it's um, uh, Overcrest, a pretty good cologne podcast. I I think uh, that's going to be burned in my nostrils now. But I, I just... think you should take it home and I think you should try it out on Nikki oh. and see what he, she thinks. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing it when I go home. Obviously. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is something that I imagined. You see the, you ever go through the best part about going through old playboys Yeah, is the ads. Oh yeah. And some of the cartoons are pretty funny too, but, and some of like the, the things that definitely peg the period of time. Uh, I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> well, I, can't, I was going to say like, that. like you can look at, like you can, I feel like you could, the whole arch of, of the period of time with adult magazines can be defined as the Bush. Right, <laughs> like you could open it up and and have your eyes closing and, and page to a model and be like, ah, it looks like 1986 to yeah. me. You know, slightly trim but not too out of control like the 70s stuff is. Anything in the 90s, you get you get in the landing strip and then pretty soon there's just nothing there at all. <laughs> so it's evolution like this whole the evolution of hair. But another thing right, is, so you can tell the cars. Yes, so okay. like seeing the yep. old car ads are is really really cool. Yep, um, cologne. Mm. stereos like seeing like how we used to have like cool stereos and all of a sudden everything was particle board stereos you see that also uh electric razors oh i suppose basically any man stuff yeah and you could also get uh earlier on yeah especially if you get to some of like the i don't know what they're called but there's like a magazine called men okay that's it is and on the there's always like a story of a man just doing something manly in it like rescuing a damsel or or surviving something wrestling an alligator yeah wrestling it yes yeah did you see this movie called cocaine bear of course i have have you seen the movie i haven't seen it yet it apparently is a true story we've talked about this story we did not we Mm. did not i saw the preview and says based on a true story so do you want to know how how based on a true story it is yes okay so there was 
a uh, like high kilo, stake, Jake. Uh, you really do. It's it's distracting. Um, in a good for whatever way. reason, there was a good, like a, a kilo way. of cocaine that got dropped in the middle of the woods, and a bear did consume it and then immediately died. Oh, because its heart exploded. But there was always kind of the running joke of like, but for those like five minutes, he was the most dangerous apex predator on the planet. In the world, yeah. Just a coked up bear. Well, that makes the... So so the movie is just like, well, what would have happened if the bear had survived? Survived, yeah. Right. Well, I might have to watch it. Right. It's it's meant to be like funny and over like the Sharknado top. funny. Yes. I have not seen Sharknado either. I have not. I, I feel like I'm too... You know what movie I watched yesterday? Tell me. Was a movie called In Time. Have you seen In Time with Justin, Justin Timberlake? Timberlake? Yeah. That was an interesting premise. It's just like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it didn't do well. But I think it's a great movie. Um, It's interesting. I've seen it, it is, a couple it times. It is a great movie because it, it it is in my wheelhouse of my like my ethos of like time matters and how you spend your time is valuable. Sure. And, and it's like a dystopian like, future. It, that's just, it is, well, yeah. I love <laughs> that too. Just, Speaking of which. Yes. My book. Your book is out. My book should be out by the time this podcast comes out. It should be out. Uh, I saw it's on Audible. It is I on Audible. I tried to download it, it this is... morning and then realized I don't have Nikki's Audible password. Ah, uh, okay. So, you well, you should, you should sign up for Audible on your own, buy a copy, and then Nikki should also buy a copy. Oh, I see. And you guys should all, both leave reviews. I got it. Yes. Uh, and that would be, that would be awesome. That. But, hey, guys, I wrote a novel. That's amazing. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about this. As soon as you said dystopia, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yes, obviously. I wrote a dystopian. Uh, it's kind of like a dystopian. You've read the book, Jake. Would you describe it? I think it's kind of like a dystopian Western. It's kind of got like I the, like I like, like some themes of like Western title, themes or like that description of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not what, how I would have described it, but I do like that classification. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's available now on Amazon and Audible. You can go and buy it. I would really like it would just even if you fucking hate books, you could should go buy the book and just support me. You don't even read it. I just need like this, <laughs> this like slow, like even if every single person I knew bought the book, uh -huh. it really wouldn't be enough. No, right. It needs to go beyond right the ecosystem of people I know, but it helps the algorithm. It helps it like kind of get out the gate. If yes. people go buy the book, leave a review for the book be, would be it's, absolutely uh, incredible. It's surprisingly good. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. You're welcome. I appreciate that. That's, I don't know that's if that's my an review. insult it's or not. Surprisingly good. Surprisingly uh, good. It is part of a series, and so I'm going to start hounding you about You're where the kill rest me of the books are. I'm on like chapter three. Okay. Of the of book two. Yes. So the book is called the Penrose Triangle. And if do you know like what the Penrose stuff is, because there's like Penrose Stairway too, which is like the infinite stairway. Yeah. So who was Penrose? I have no idea who Penrose is, oh, but okay. I know like the Penrose no, Triangle. No, you're thinking of uh, this is a different dude with the stairway. No, you're thinking of MC Escher. Yes. But there is something called the Penrose Stairway. Okay. If you've seen Inception in the movie, yes. they have a Penrose right. Stairway yeah, where just... where they basically trick the guy yep. into like running up the stairs, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Gordon Lewitt is behind him. And he's like, well, how is it? He's like, ha ha, fucking secret stairway, you know? And then he pushes him off the edge. Basically, it's like an infinite loop. Yes. It's an optical illusion of an inf of an impossible object that is an infinite loop yeah. upon itself. That's what the book is called, The Penrose Triangle. You can Google it on, uh, you can just put it into Google for all I care. But uh, if you go on Amazon, Audible, it's right there. I would love, uh, I would love your help. Truly, I do think it is a good story. Surprisingly um, so. I got Damn it, Jake. That's so not nice. It is. <laughs> I, I, I wrote for magazines and stuff for, yes. forever. No, I know. So, like, I had, a, I had like, an expectation. 
Uh, and you exceeded. I exceeded the expectation good. of a magazine writer writing a book. Yeah. I, I appreciate that very yeah. much. I poured my heart and soul into it. Um, if you guys could help me out. And uh, one thing that I thought about a lot when I was reading the book is the thought of someone going and spending their money on the book. Yeah. Whatever. $20 or whatever it is. That's no big deal. You know, if someone gives me $20, I don't care. Okay. Truly. What I care about is that they're giving me their time right. to put themselves in the story and experience the characters and give me however many hours it takes them to read right, the book. Right, you have to dedicate to yourself to reading it. I valued that. I got about halfway through the book, mm-hmm. and I was kind of writing this chapter. I'm like, oh, I got to make this book a little bit longer. You know, I, I ended up making it. It's, it's a great length. It's not it's like audiobooks, almost 10 hours long. It's like 300 pages. It's like a perfect yeah, book it's a good in terms of size. It's not like the stand where you hold it in your hand. And you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to use this to hold my door open. <laughs> well, by the time three. And my book also are- doesn't have any Deus Ex Machina characters. Like, oh, in, yeah. Like in the stand like- where God comes in at the end. Yeah. yeah no. no, that doesn't. And that then the white horse arrived. Yeah, no, none of, none of that. Anyway, I just, I really respected people's times and I wrote the book in such a way that none of it is wasted. Yeah. None of the story is, is pointless or wasted. It's all like, it's all meat. It's all content. Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's wide open throttle all the time. No. Because it, because it does go in, in, in waves, but everything that's done is important. Anyway, the Penrose Triangle, I value your time. And if I didn't think it was good, I wouldn't tell you to go get it and spend your time reading it. Yes. Penrose Triangle, Audible, Amazon. Go check it out. What were we talking about? I don't know. Pubic hair. That's what we were talking about. Good. Before I got okay, let's move right along then. Yeah, let's keep so going. we have Chris's latest Mercedes is running. It is. It is running. Jake started his car on fire and himself a little bit. Okay. We have voicemails. Let's do a voicemail. And I want to do have a news. voicemail. Now, before we get into any of it, Chris. Wait, what? I want to introduce our new latest sponsor. Who is it? It is Automotive Anonymous, and speaking of old, vintage, cool things, Automotive Anonymous. Hopefully he smells better than that cologne. Yes. Well, what started out as a personal collector of motorsport goods has turned into an amazing curated store of vintage automotive posters and collectibles. Uh, Being a Porsche enthusiast, Automotive Anonymous has hundreds of products from not only Porsche, but all sorts of awesome old motorsports decor. All the posters featured on the site are original with many extremely rare pieces and the unique enamel pins are all limited editions. I have some of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Inventory is updated every month with vintage motorsport apparel, books, models, and other collectibles coming soon. So check them out at autoanon.com or on Instagram at Automotive Anonymous. Uh, I was chatting with the owner last week, and one thing I love is kind of the deep research he puts into valuing these rare posters. Sure. So many of these things are worth, like, a ton of money, but he isn't trying to gouge anyone. He's, you know, his pricing is generally less than whatever the last last sale was of one of these. So it's all fair, and it's really cool stuff. There's so many things as I was scrolling through there. Again, autoanon.com. Anon. Anon. It's not anon. It's anon. Like, autoanon. Anonymous. Yeah, but it's Anon. Anon. You, yeah, don't say Anon. That makes you sound like an a-hole. A-U-T-O-A-N-O-N.com. Anon. Yeah, auto, auto Anon. Check yeah. it out. Some yeah. really cool old motorsport posters that I'm I I'm trying think... to make you not sound dumb, Jake. I'm, I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, but that's wrong. Enunciating. When you say Anon, that's like a, it's an internet term. It's like a... Yeah. Like saying, it's, it would be like saying GIF instead of GIF. Which, by the way, the originator it of the file format... Did say it's GIF. 
I know, but it doesn't matter. It's GIF. Everybody says GIF. So if you say GIF, you look like a dipshit. Or people that say meme. Hey, did you get that meme? Well, that's, that's just okay. Wrong. That's just well, wrong. Of course it is. So is saying anon. It's anon. Okay. Auto there anon. I'm only going to correct you this time. Thank you. Because I, in the future, yes. you're going to you're gonna do it right. Anyways, check them out. Have you looked? There's some really cool posters. Yeah, I'm going to, as we did this ad, hopefully I can get a few pictures and I'll have, I'll have put them up so people can see what we're talking about. Yeah. In the, in the feed, uh, you'll be able to see it on YouTube and Spotify. Yes. It's very cool. All right. Let's go to. Since I ruined that, throw the links out one more time. At the very end here, so people can autoanon.com. There you go. And he's on Instagram as well at Automotive Anonymous. And it'll always be in the show notes. Correct. If you want to check it out. All right. Okay. My Mercedes is running. The latest. The latest. Mercedes. The W116-280S is running. Now, here's the question. Red and no longer dead. Red, not dead. Uh, did you think it would run? You seem to have a pretty good track record, so yeah. Yeah, I feel like but I should... I feel like it was pretty, pretty painless. It was. Like, it was, it was really easy. It was really easy. Like it just it started. Easier. It just started. <laughs> right? Like, uh, so, you didn't do anything. It just started. So the first thing I did is I went up and I looked in the... the uh, fuel, fuel center, center yeah, to take a look at Which was the underneath the I first know. aid kit. Which, who knew the first aid kit was there even? Well, no I one. Obviously, I knew the first aid never been open. It never been open. All the first aid stuff still, is still there. It's, it's like cool. jammed in there. But and that's I don't know if that's like a German requirement, like a German Department of Transportation requirement, because Audis have them You're too. Right. Did so Volkswagen's, Volkswagen's didn't have it, so it, it it's probably just like a. I don't know. My my Golf R came with the first aid kit. Yeah, but a roadside at what kit. time? I guess was that. Required? I think it might be a thing. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look real quick. Okay, and uh, we'll, we'll get into my story too. It is I I could have used that first aid kit. All right, first aid kit required Germany. The road traffic licensing regulations, the STVZO, state that Germany, every car must have a first aid kit, also known as the first aid kit or Red Cross kit. It is compulsory in Germany. Interesting. Yes, that way you can uh, give Band-Aids to somebody that was just in a car accident. So I have a I have like an actual first aid kit that I bring with me on the rally. Yeah, I do too. uh, Mainly for myself, but I suppose that I would use it on others if necessary. Um, and everybody should have something like this. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, you're driving around, especially if you're spirited or whatever, mm-hmm. if you have a passenger or for any reason whatsoever, if you're camping, you should always have a first aid kit. Maybe we should talk a little bit about that at some point. But I have, um, I mean, I have sutures. I have several I have different types of sutures. Yep. I have a cauterizing pen. Yep. I have lidocaine. I have that powder that you pour in wounds. Yep. Co- Fast clot. Uh, coagulant. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, this is all stuff that, yeah. you know, I will what say, want, Nikki, what do you want to do? You want to sit there and watch someone bleed to death? Yeah, no. Nikki, you want to try uh, and get your iPhone charging cord out and use that as a tourniquet? You could. You, come on, that's not ideal. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nikki definitely tailored my kit to myself because I cut myself a lot. Yes, you do. Or, and burn yourself I a do, lot. Yes. Which we'll get into in a minute, I, I suspect. Okay, so the, I, I, uh, I opened up the fuel center. Yep. Open it, popped it open, looked in there. Wow. There's no sediment in there. Right. And then I'm like smelling it, you know. It actually sm- smells like cat. Well, smells better than smells I smell. better than the Fabergé yeah. Turbo. Jesus, uh, yeah, t- <laughs> dude, I reek. I know. Uh, I'm gonna get some weird looks if I go to the store. I smell like 1984. Yeah, you really do. Which is kind of cool. I guess. I got the plaid on and everything, I and I got the beard. I'm definitely gonna put this in the 944 Turbo. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna like sprinkle it oh, around. Yeah. So I I asked Jess if I sh- if I should accidentally spill it on you. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> and she said no because it it's it will ruin your clothes. Like it doesn't like you don't think it would come out. I don't know. Well, it so would I'd... ruin my day. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm not opposed to that. I don't give a shit about your day. So okay, so it, the gas smells like gas ish. Usually, you open a tank and it smells like just pure varnish. I'm thinking of gas now, and I'm curious. No, no, no. So it smells like varnish, which is just like a really alcoholy, not gas smell. It just right. smell like varnish. Yeah. Like if you've ever smelled like wood varnish, yep, it does exactly. smell like that. So if your gas smells like varnish, don't use it because it will not burn. Correct. Not well. Um, not well, especially. If you mix it with other gas, it can it can be okay. So <laughs> but it's really someone well, Chris said it won't burn, so I'm gonna use it to douse this fire. Yeah, I know. Um so I drained all that fuel yeah. out and it was orange. Yeah. So I think that someone had put like two or three jugs of stable oh, in there. Oh, sure. That's why it still I smells think okay. That's why it was fine. Because it has not been driven since that probably 2015. Makes sense. 2016. So it's had gas in it for like seven years. Somewhere between six and eight years, it's had gas huh. in it. That is, so I'm like, I'm not a big stable guy. When, when spring comes or when winter comes, yeah. I just let, I just drain the fuel. I just get rid of it. I don't keep fuel in the, like the, the lawnmower. Yeah. I let it run until it's out of gas. Just no gas, just none. Okay. Empty the bowls, just get rid of all of the gas. Same thing with leaf blowers, what car, about, like, everything. Cars. Same. What, you just let it idle until it's out of gas? Yes. Well, of course, I drain the tank out okay. into like a, a jug, okay. and then I let the float bowls run out. I just drain yeah. all the fuel yeah, ever, and then I take that. the top of the float bowl off, and I leave it open. Oh. I like crack it open so it's just nothing. It's just yeah, no, dry. I just I don't want to deal with it, especially Apparently with ethanol not. fuel, right? Yeah. It it's, just collects water. That leads me to a question. Yes. There's always this thing of like, if you're going to store a car, do you fill the tank all the way up ah, or leave it empty? Glad you asked. Tell me. It's, it's either one. So the danger is moisture contamination in the fuel, right? Right. So if what, ha what is actually happening? What's happening? Wh why is it attracting water? Uh, because of the alcohol, the ethanol in it. Okay. Right, so alcohol. So is it the evaporative? You can, you can mix water with alcohol, right, and it mixes into a thing. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like an oil base, it won't. So, this new ethanol heavy fuel will attract moisture. Right. Okay. Moisture will basically mix in with the fuel and then separate, and it that makes it bad. Right. It won't burn if it's part water. Right. So what you do is, if your tank is full, then there's not a lot of air that can get in there. Right. And it yep. can't mix. If your tank is this completely is assuming empty. This is assuming your air, your gas tank is is actually airtight, airtight, right? Which you know, with the charcoal cancer still looked be. up, with everything, yes. you know, good. The first good sign I had yeah. was when I took the gas cap off. Yeah. I flipped it over, and it was shiny. Because usually you flip yeah, it over, no and that little metal thing tab right there right. that clicks, yeah. so is rusted. Long story short, the the worst thing you could do is have a half tank of fuel because then you have like ample a lot of water, water or air that can mix moisture in. So this had a third of a tank. So not ideal. No, not ideal. But having stable in it does somehow prevent did, that. Which did help. We did help it out. Okay, so I that. pump all this out. It's in a jug. I'll. So what I'll probably do is I'll once this car is running, I'll just add this stable fuel back in, like a gallon or two at a time. Just run it in your mower or something. Uh, I like my mower. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to run it in my mower. Maybe I could. I guess it probably could. Anyway, so I'll just run it through yeah. over the course of time. I can't put it in the golf car. There's no way. No, that's just yeah, a bad. Like that's that. a detonation problem just waiting to happen correct so i jump all the fuel i had seven gallons in it i put another five gallons of fresh fuel okay. and i'm on an incline yeah so it's a mechanical pump so all the fuel kind of came up there anyway yeah. <laughs> so i didn't have to crank forever and ever, okay. and ever. Yep. i literally get in 
I, I, I have the, the, the coil unplugged. Okay. And I turn it over a bunch to get oil yep, pressure. Yep, you want to get so oil pressure. I don't pressure. want it to go with no oil yeah, pressure. No, that'd be bad news. So I ch- 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 to get oil pressure up. And I don't have an instrument cluster. That's no, yeah, there's no gauge. There's oh, no gauge. You do have apparently a tube going into the dashboard, though. Yeah. So you can oh. just like put your thumb on that and be like, yeah, there's pressure there now. There is no question <laughs> when a Mercedes has oil pressure because it is physical oil comes up and pushes on a diaphragm, which moves the needle. That's so weird. It's, I mean, that just seems like it's more propensity to like leak. I'd, right? Not, not any more than a sender would, really. I mean, yes. maybe. I don't know. It's mechanically pretty sound. I, I guess it's just weird that you're it's, running it's, oil. It's dumb, all the especially way up. if you have the instrument cluster out and you're like, "Oh, I got to try and start." And you squirt yourself with hot oil. It comes like just jetting out of there at like yeah. 80 psi or whatever it is. Anyway, so I, I put like a, a vacuum line on that and a screw, <laughs> and with a little clamp, okay. you know. So that's how I didn't get oil. So it can so just bleed right up the threads. It's in there. It's like a long bolt, like really long. And I took it and I just drove the screw into the hose because I just didn't want any oil leaking out. So I get in. Plug the coil back in. Plug the coil back in. Get in. First turn of the key. Wow. Just like right away. Turned on, idled, perfect. (laughs) Like, I mean, it needs a valve adjustment. Sure. It's a little clattery. It needs a valve adjustment. But holy shit. And here's what's interesting about this motor, too. This motor uh-huh. is actually technically better than the one I'm even putting in the, Merce- Why? the white car. It's a European delivery car. Okay. So it has higher compression. Really? It doesn't have a uh, like the same like emissions requirements. It's got different, I think it has different camshafts. All these different things. So, okay, that's interesting with European delivery. My understanding is you buy a car and you go over there and you can drive it around and then they'll deliver it. Right. Or a lot of what a lot of servicemen would do if if you were in the army, yeah, is you would just go and you would buy the car, and that you can when you're done with ship your it tour, back for you. ship it back, right? They'll ship so it my back question for you. is though, like nowadays, if you go to BMW and do a European delivery, it's not like they're going to give you the European version of the car because they're di- they're the same now. Okay, the cars are essentially the same. My question is, do you know for a fact that this is the European spec motor? I believe it is. Well, if it's a European delivery car, yes, it is. Hmm. However, I wasn't sure until I started slumming through the manual. Yeah, but it has and U.S. DOT headlights and stuff. It has to be it has to be federalized when it comes to port. Okay. So that happens at port. Interesting. Or maybe they do it before it leaves. But all the all that stuff has to get put on. Right. You know. Plus, you could also take delivery of the car uh, in, in the, there, and they probably put all the stuff on it before you even leave. I don't know. I'm right. not sure exactly how it works. I'm not, I'm not no, sure. No, that's but, interesting. Okay. But the the crash standards and stuff like that, I think. Are, are what did you in, you know, the bumpers yeah, and the headlights yeah, yeah. and everything So everything else. it ran great. Ran great. However, if you touch the gas while you're trying to drive, yes. uh, if you try to get anywhere off of the, the secondaries, so it's a four-barrel carburetor. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, what is it? Secondary is a primary. Primary is what you're primarily using. Okay. And, and then the secondary is the wide open. Second. Okay. So your primary is what I, what it runs on. Yep. Your two barrels. Great. So if you roll into it very softly, very carefully, yeah. you can drive around. But as soon as you get into those yeah. secondaries, yep. it's dead. The carb is dead. There's nothing. Right. It needs Which to be I rebuilt. Which I think you need to understand how that works better because I was watching your story and you're like, well, this linkage isn't doing anything. So I, I think what happens with that linkage is when the car is under vacuum, yep. that is something that is used to slow down the actuation of those. It, it pulls the, pr- the flap those, back closed. No, it does not. No? No, it does not. It makes it so it doesn't open too fast. Oh, it's like what a, it does. A, it's a dampener. Sure, dampener is what that okay, is. That so that's a dampener. That's 
now some people have no idea what we're talking about. No, I know. But, but, but uh, so the way that it works is when you open those uh, secondaries, there's a flap above it mm-hmm. that opens with the vacuum. Right. It's just vacuum operated. Yep. yep. So that opens up and then it pulls these valves up and allows fuel to go. Correct. Yeah. So the four barrel carburetor is, is quite a bit more fuel efficient than a two barrel. Okay. Because you have your prime or your primary and then you have your secondary. Right. So when you're it's just driving around. Yeah. So if you're just dry, tootling around, yep. you're not using that, that, the big side of the carburetor. You're only using a little one right. versus with a two barrel. You have to use both for the same. Well, purpose. they make progressive two barrels too. Weber DGV well, that I had on my uh, turbocharged um, mini, mini or, or not mini no, MG. Uh, MG. Yeah. So, but generally, yeah, this generally, is, yep. this is the, this is the case. Anyway, so yeah, it just runs. That's awesome. Was, so now really what? Surprised. What's next? What so I doing? took the carb off and I took it over to Dave Cheney. Yep. Carburetor Dave. Ooh. Carburetor Dave. Um, he is, uh, he's a genius with carbs. Yep. He fixed your Zenus up pretty yep. good. Yep. Got those going. Does performance tuning for Zenus. Hey, if you got a 911. Yeah. You need Weber's or Zenus done. He's your guy. This is your guy. You got pretty much anything. He can, he can figure right. it out. But I, lo- I know he loves working on, on Zenus. Yep. So I dropped the carburetor off with him. I said, work your magic because he's got like an ultrasonic cleaner yeah. and like he'll replate everything. Which, and it'll, it'll come back looking like brand freaking new. Colin convinced me to get an ultrasonic cleaner just for okay. the nuts and bolts and putting this motor together. It is really yep. nice. Is it? Yeah. What do you, how does so how this, like, can you put, put a dirty bolt yep. in there? What? Just dirty. Just straight up dirt. What is, where's the dirt go? Does it just, it just sits in the bottom. So you have to clean it every once in a while. How much is this thing? I got a, the small one made for like jewelry. But it's great for just like little ten mil bolts and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, hundred and twenty bucks. Mm. Maybe I'll have to do that. I have so much hardware. Yep. And then I'm, I'm like, probably shouldn't be mixing chemicals, but I'm like, ooh, what about this solvent and then this solvent? So like, what about mineral spirits and ATF? Wow, fluid? this smells like Turbo by Fabergé. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you know, you, it heats it up so it's almost boiling, and then it vibrates yeah. it, and it's great. Anyways. So yeah, I got I got I drove it around the block, and once I understood that I couldn't get into the the second yeah, yeah. I was able to accelerate, and it shifts great. Wow, the brakes are super spongy. Well, I, yeah, uh, the suspension is a little soft, yep. but I didn't really get to experience it beyond driving right. around the block. So I don't know. So I put the European headlights on right away yesterday. Right that away. was right away. <laughs> Jesse did one while I did the other. That's how fast I went. <laughs> and then Irene put the uh, the pentas on. Yep. The wheels, yeah, but awesome. I haven't shown anybody that yet. That's because it's not lowered, right? I don't want anybody so to see yeah, it yeah, until can't judge until I. So I thought the springs were going to be uh, the same springs that are on like my car, my white car, yeah. or um, the W one twenty three. Okay, but they're not; they're smaller. Hmm. What's interesting, and I'm wondering if they're the same size. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. Okay, see what you think. So my W two hundred one, which was the gold car, oh. the, yes, the, the newer gold. I bought Eibach lowering springs for that. You did. Never put them on. Okay. They look like they are the same size uh-huh. as as the uh, as the red car. The spring rate is probably way different because it's a lighter car. It's probably not a lighter car. They're both very heavy. Mm-hmm. So I thought about like taking the spring. So how do you calculate spring rate? Um, well, with Eibach, it's just written right on the coil. Yeah, but let's say I want to calculate the spring rate of... Then you do math. You measure the length, and then you put yep. a given weight on it, and you see the amount of deflection, and then inch. you do the math. Yeah, you yeah. want to try and get and it to droop an inch or whatever. To, yeah. So I don't have any way to do that. So and you I was do just gonna... if you have a ruler and you know how much you weigh, you can do it. Yeah, but I don't weigh enough to, to like. There will be some move. deflection. You, a quarter inch is all you need to do it. Oh, maybe we'll try. But I thought maybe I would set them next to each other. Yeah. And I think it's worth a try. 
is if they're the same width, which I don't even know if they are right now, yeah. right now is, is to just put it in there and just see what happens. Yeah. Maybe it'll be awesome. It'll be super tall. <laughs> it, they're lowering springs. I know. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'll try. Sure. I think I'm going to shot. Why the heck? I think not? I'm going to give it a shot. Know. No, yeah, do you it. don't like, you don't like worst the plan. case you cut those coils then. Yeah. Well, worst case I cut the original coils that came with the car. And what's nice is what's cool about the, the Mercedes stuff is it's a linear spring. It's not progressive. Right. So you can actually cut them safely. You can cut if them and when you win. overheat them. That's the danger. Yeah. You have so to be careful. Everyone scoffs at cutting coils and it's actually not a bad thing. What happens? Uh, see, we'll see how smart you are. What happens when I cut a coil? Off that spring, what happens to my spring rate? Well, here's where things get interesting. Yes. You're going to say that the spring rate increases and it actually it stiffens up. It does. It does, but the reason it does that is because you just have less spring in there. Right. So by definition, it's not able to deflect as much, right. but it's it's not like you're increasing spring rate by the actual right. The, the actual spring rate isn't correct. More. The spring rate over the, the distance is more. Spring rate is different. The actual spring rate you didn't change anything with the spring itself. But right. if you heat the spring up in cutting, like a lot of people would do with torches or something, that's where it's dangerous because yeah, you now be your metal is no longer has springiness. There's some term for that. Yeah, it, it fatigues it. Yes, and so that's. So no I use uh, I I'll sit there with like my little thing and I use like cutting oil. Yep. To, yeah, to or just like a damp lot. rag holding the, the next coil down will be yep. good enough. Yep, absolutely. Or maybe I can just try having someone hold a hose on it while I cut it. Why? Water cooling. <laughs> Which I needed. Just tell me why As you I'm needed I'm pointing wa- my finger at you. Oh, my God, dude. What That's you, just the one finger. You're all fucked yeah, up, yeah. aren't you? And then it's there, and it's just... <laughs> No, if you're watching, you too can see Jake's injuries. Um, So I am like totally done with the 944 firewall. If you remember, in order to put that diesel motor in, the dude literally cut a hole in the firewall for the starter. It's a totally different starter location, right? So in the tunnel. So what I did then is I took... Would you like me to come weld it up for you? It's done. No, it looks great. You can't even tell it's there. I don't believe you. Great. Send me pictures. I didn't take pictures before because the welds didn't look great. But okay. now that they're but ground down. Now that you're a grinder, you're all set. Yes, yes. Okay. a grinder and paint make me the welder I ain't, Chris. Believe <laughs> yes, you me. No, but it looks pretty good. <laughs> Colin even said, I'm sorry I doubted you. This looks really? great. Really? Because he saw it before, and it did yes. not look great. Can I tell you, before you get into what, I just want to tell one more story, yes. and then you can continue on. You can. Okay. So I'm supposed to be working on the trooper. Yeah, you are. And I was like, oh, I'm my God, it. I know this story. Dude, and, I'm, dude. And, I'm, and I'm just like, this, I'm going to work on it today. So, and it's Friday and it's two o'clock. I need to get to the welding supply store. You need welding gas because I you need always welding gas. leave your gas on. Always, always leave the gas on. So it was, Which is why now you made your daughter write a sign on the door. I, that's my, that's my sign. I wrote oh, gas it looks off. like your daughter's handwriting. Yeah, I'm not, my handwriting's not great. Okay. Anyway. Um, when I sign a book, you'll see it. So I drive over to the welding supply store. Yep. I've got the welding tank in the back uh-huh. and I'm, on the phone the whole time talking about overcrest stuff like meeting crest or whatever we call overcrest now uh it's talking on the phone with somebody driving over there get out grab the tank put it on the loading dock go in talk to the guy and i'm really distracted by this really pretty secretary that's just like wandering around oh, okay. not doing anything just like wandering here wandering there yeah. in the door out the door yeah. and i'm doing this for like 25 minutes because their credit card <laughs> machine is broken so i'm talking to this this guy that i don't know about his eight kids 
Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, you've got daughters. I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Just like all this stuff we're talking about. Okay. Right? And he's like, okay, let me go check the tank. He goes out, checks the tank. Good. Got you. Got it. Got your new tank. So great. Come back in. Credit card machine's still broken. By the, they were able to change out all of the Wait, rugs. what day was this? Friday. Okay. There was some this very massive thing. Yeah, there was some big thing about credit card machines not working. Anyways. Well, that, maybe that's what it was. So I'm talking to this guy. Finally, he's like, oh, it, it worked. You're good. You know, it's like okay. the longest is my car going to get declined experience in my yes, entire life, yes. which is every time I go buy something, I'm like, don't you check your bank account? Sometimes. 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 I like to live dangerously. Okay. So typically, no. But over the last couple of months, yes. <laughs> and what I have found in terms of mistakes by not only me, but by vendors oh, really? and, and fraud has been like, oh, my God. I have found. Oh, yeah. You got to audit. Your- I went back to 2020. I have found $2,500 in fraud and mistakes. On, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's like free money. If you can get it back. If I can get it back. That's, 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 the, that's the question. Well, one of them was that's on a credit awesome. card that I don't use. Yeah. And it went until it maxed the credit card out. <laughs> so I have to call them just to be like, guys. So hopefully I get that okay. get this stuff figured out. Anyway. Side point. Beside the point. So I'm up there. Finally, I'm like, whew, okay, credit card didn't get declined. Embarrassing after I just spent 20 minutes with this guy talking about our kids. <laughs> I go out, grab the tank, throw it in the car, drive home. Get out of the car, put the tank in the house, do nothing for a while, grab the tank, go out in the garage, start fiddling around, get the mount lined up kind of where I think I need it to be. Go to hook up the regulator, and I go, what fucking idiot left this valve open? So right away you knew it was empty. I, I knew right away that something was wrong. Yeah. I'm like, this valve is physically empty. Yeah. It's open. Yeah. So that means it's Either it was empty. leaking out the whole way home. Or I would have had a car full of argon. Yeah. Like, I don't know how healthy that would Not be. Great. Would have Not great. Not great, but I made out. But I made it. So, anyway, so then I go, what the hell? And then I'm holding the cap in my hand, uh-huh. which is black. Uh-huh. And I go, the cap of mine was black, too. <laughs> and then I go... And I kind of turn it a little bit, and I look at it. And I, when I, before I had walked in, I didn't know what to tell the guy. I need a can of uh, argon, whatever the number was. Twenty five seventy five. Yeah. Okay. Twenty five seventy five. I need argon twenty five seventy five. So I, I before I went in, I had looked at the label, looked at yeah. it. So then I, at home, I turn it and I look at it, uh-huh. and the label's like curled on the corner, exactly like <laughs> the one that I had taken. What are the odds, Chris? What are the odds? What are the odds? I brought home. <laughs> The same <laughs> tank that I had taken there to exchange after paying for it, after and paying waiting for it. Like However, an hour they are serial numbered, so I'm hoping that I could go in and be like, "Hey, I don't even is... think you need the serial number." You just be like, "Hey, I'm an idiot," and he'll be like, "No one would admit that." Yeah, that's so probably true. Fine. Yeah, you can only get away with that once, anyway. <laughs> so that's wow. my story of why I almost did nothing the entire weekend. Although I did put the the valve springs. And the valve stem oh, yeah, seals yeah, yeah. into the 280, which I'm really proud of myself because I'd never taken apart a cylinder head before mm-hmm. with valve springs, take the retainers off, pressurize the combustion chamber. I've always been scared, and I'm still scared because I haven't put it all the way back together yet. Uh-huh. But I feel pretty good that I got all the valve springs and the heavy-duty valve springs for nice. that thing all in. Are they really um, double? Yes. Nice. Yes, they were double from the factory because okay. it's a Mercedes, not some shitbox. Right. Other car, you know, it's a Mercedes. It should of course be able to rev out then. It did rev out. Yeah, I mean, they, right. they rev out to about seven. Yeah, which is impressive. Which is great for 1960 something. Correct. So this now it should be able to rev out to, I'm going to guess 7,200. I like it. 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. Back to your. So, back to uh, you. yeah, welding. I just and, wanted to tell this embarrassing story and allow you to laugh. That's at very me. embarrassing. Because I get to laugh at you all the time because you do stupid shit constantly. Yes. Now it's your turn. Yep, you get to you laugh. At done. A little bit. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So welding in this patch panel. I'm like done. I just I did some grinding and then after grinding is like oh there what that wasn't so penetrated. Did you lab weld this or butt weld? No, no. This, it was, it was yeah. It was butt welding. So it's, okay. it's done right. Yep. Um, but then like after grinding everything clean, I was like, oh, there's a little part where it didn't penetrate. So I go back and do it and I didn't have any help. Right. So it's just me on one side of the panel and the inside the is the, or- I'm on the, I'm on the outside of the car, the engine bay. Right. And so I was like, oh, well, I do not want to start anything on fire in the interior. Yeah. So what I did is I FaceTimed myself on my iPad. And I put my phone inside, and I'm welding, and I have the iPad here, and so honestly, good. pretty genius. We're good. And I was like, I, like I should it. take a picture of this process, but with what? <laughs> I'm using <laughs> both devices, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, all good. And then I get the iPad done, and I I grind down that little bit, and I go, ah, there's one more little piece here that I want to touch up. It'll be fine. All right, good. Love it. I'm like prepping it to put some primer on and i'm like it's really smoky in here was it this smoky before like as i was grinding and then i look up and i see like the rain tray is smoking and i'm like oh no that's not good i open the door to because the cabin was closed i open the car door and out billows smoke i'm like crap this whole car is going to start on fire and start my house on fire so i had a wet rag and I like dive in under the footwell, and I can see flames creeping up on the top of that firewall. Ironically, the firewall. So I open the car door. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> Technical difficulty. Back to the story. Um, so I open the car door out billows, clouds of like noxious black smoke. And I'm like, holy crap, how far on fire is this thing? And so I duck under the footwell and I grab, I had a wet rag and I shove my, I see just flickering flames and I shove my hand up there. So what had happened is there's that foam back, like basically insulation. I did. I pulled it back like six inch margin everywhere that I could, okay. but this is so tucked up the dash, like behind the HVAC tubing and everything else up there. So I it shouldn't have been that high, but somehow it caught and I was able to douse it luckily and nothing was, there was no wiring up in that area. So nothing was badly burned is damaged luckily. Right. Um, except for my finger, which because as I was rooting around up in there in the flames, I like touched a bunch of hot metal and burned my fingers and cut myself. Well, I'm glad you didn't burn your entire bad garage news down. bears. Yes, I am too. So that's done. Motor is almost ready to be put back in. What do you mean by Hit almost ready to be put? Like actually? But I, like actually, yeah. Um, I feel like if I had a car that was cool, I could have driven it today. It's pretty nice out, and the roads are pretty clear. Are we're we still, at that point now? We're almost there. The problem is that, that you have the puddles, right? Still, and, the, and the water is that streaming across the road. Yeah. You don't want to drive through that because that's just like it's salt rusty, water. briny salt water. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I don't know. But um, in the next couple of weeks, it should be 
motoring at least. Okay. I'm worried about tracking down like wiring gremlins and stuff at that point, but at least it'll be So back what kind together. of fuse box does this thing have? Because when I think of late 80s. Yep. Uh, what year is this? 87. Okay. So late 80s vag Volkswagen yeah. Auto Group. Yep. I think of a Central Electric Dolph fuse box. Do you know okay. what that is? No, I don't. So you had Central Electric 1. Okay. Which is like Rabbit. And early Mark II. Okay. This is minutia here. Right? I'm getting some, that. Some people will appreciate it. Okay. And all the wires go are, you know how like if you have like a, a female spade terminal, it has like a little tab that sticks up and it clicks into yeah. place yeah. in the fuse box. Yeah. The whole fuse box is that way. There's no plugs. Okay. So in the back of the fuse box, is just this like oh. fucking hellfire of wires <laughs> that just goes into the back. Yes. And you can't disconnect everything. You have to use a like a little um, screwdriver, do the detents on the pins, and then pull the wire out. One by on one. Central Electric 2, uh-huh. it's all plugs. Yes. So you have like modular plugs. Yes. Like this is headlights. Yes. This is engine harness. This is like, and you go, boop, and you just unplug them. And it's really easy to deal with. And it makes motor swaps much easier because right, you have a lot more control stuff. over what's going on. Right. This was that was the father of like modern fuse boxes. Sure. Everything's modular now. You just they're different colors. You unplug yep. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, truth be told, I don't know. I haven't taken the fuse box off yet because what I got with this motor is the entire correct wiring harness. That oh, it does go to a plug. So yeah, it has to be plugged. They're all, it's like a big bundle. Yep, of, it's a big bundle with a big plug thing. So what uh, fuse box do you have in the car? It is still the original fuse box. However, there was some wires being cut, etc. So that I haven't taken the actual entire fuse block out mm. to look at what's underneath. So in theory, it shouldn't be difficult. In theory, you should be able to just run that harness through the firewall and plug Boom. it in, and the car should run. Right. I'm praying for you, my friend. Thank I you. I hope that that also, is Also, though, there's like a lot of chip tuning involved in this. There's both a DME, which is like the engine management system, and also a KLR, which is this advanced, in 1987, knock detection unit. It's yes. separate from the ECU. Yes. Right? And so it will uh, pull boost, pull timing, everything else. It pulls boost? Yeah. It, wow. It controls boost as well. Sure? That would be crazy for the yes, time. It does, because there, okay. there is a boost controller, digital boost controller in it. Cool. Um, so anyway, so that I need to get the right, correct chips burned for that. Okay. Because this is not a fully stock setup either. Speaking of chip tuning and just fuck news, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'll talk about the uh, the trooper a little bit, but should we do a voicemail? Let's hear voicemails. Let's uh, let's do it now that it's closed. And this is a, a an Obama phone, so I don't really always understand how to use it. Technical difficulty number two. Uh, they don't even know about number one. Yeah, Actually, you they called do it if, out. If you they have ears, they probably were out. able to figure it out. Okay, so we have, that is this one. Uh-huh. Let's take a listen to this voicemail. Hey, guys, it's Pickle again. I've always dreamed of having a barn. Can you hear? Because I can't hear. Hold on. Sort of... Hey, guys, it's Pickle again. I've always dreamed of having a barn or some sort of workshop so that I could buy all the shit boxes my heart desires. But what's your opinion on how many project cars is too many project cars? Is it five? Is it 10? What's the line when you cross over from enthusiast to hoarder? And what are the downsides and upsides of having that kind of a space? Thanks. What are the upsides of being a hoarder? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all relative, isn't it? Okay, so... This is uh, obviously prompted from a conversation we were having this morning on the Discord. On the Discord, if you want to join the Discord. Which you, you should. Uh, you yes. should. Um, 
I'll leave a link to the Discord in the show notes if you want to do that. I'll try to remember to leave a link. So I have, a, I have to leave a link for Auto and On, and I have to leave a link for Discord and Drivers Club will all be in the show notes. Love it. As well as Petrol Box. Not also, this week. Not this week. Petrol Box will be in the show notes next week. Yes. Is what I meant to say. Okay. Well, so Friday. Hoarding. Yes. We have two episodes a week. You guys. I'm I'm struggling with this right now. We can we can roll right into the trooper. Okay, so I have, um, I have the golf R, not a project. I have trooper project nine eleven, pretty much a project. Shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah, white Mercedes, red Mercedes. That is four. Hold on, trooper nine eleven, two Mercedes. Yeah, okay. That's four projects. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, nine eleven maybe doesn't classify as a project anymore. But that, that is, is, and I can tell you right now, as a guy who pretty much does all his own work, yeah, it it isn't just the amount of work on the cars that has to be done. Mm-hmm. It is the organization of parts. It is, <laughs> where the fuck am I going to put this? Where does this You're go? Right. Where is this thing that I just Specialty had? Tools. And then you go, is it, is it this thing for this car? Or what is this part? I don't even know what this part is. Yep. I have no idea. Is there a stamping on it somewhere? So yep. I can find out if it's made in Japan or in Zuffenhausen? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I don't have a clue. So I think uh-huh. truly uh-huh. the most amount of projects. Okay, so we're just talking projects. Projects. Because okay. there's a huge difference between yeah. projects and cars. Two. I think two projects is the most amount of projects that you can that you can have uh-huh. based on an average hobbyist with an average shop sure. garage. What if? now? If you had a barn, yeah. <laughs> look at you. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a barn, right. I would say because you can have projects that are just waiting. J- Jake, have you ever? It's, talked- it's like inventory. These are this is project back inventory. Have you heard of the 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 psychology of a human being and how many people they can actually know? Yes, like your how many like friends you can actually keep. You can actually like what your brain can actually handle uh-huh. is is limited. Sure, you can only know a certain amount of people, and I feel like your brain like deletes people. Oh yeah, like that. It just that's the knowledge chain, right? You're scooping up just, new knowledge, and you got to throw it out the gone. They just get they just get deleted. Yep, yep. I think that car projects are kind of the same way. Yeah, because if you don't, I can tell you right now that. If you don't work on a project for like a year, I was just going to get there about a year. You forget where you were. Yep. You forget what you're doing. Yep. You don't remember what needs to be done. And it is, it doesn't (laughs) seem like it would be, but it seems like you just bought someone else's project and there it is. And you've got to figure it out. But, but, but the only person you have to talk to is you (laughs) via some sort of like hypnosis of case in point. I still have that Harley, that hardtail chopper in my basement. Yeah. I have no idea what I did to that thing. It, I think I think probably four. Four or five is the most amount of projects that anybody should have. I also think in terms of um, hoarding, anything beyond that is hoarding. Because mm. you're never going to get to that stuff. You just aren't. You're not. Come on. Unless you're like... Okay, let me let me say this nicely. Unless you're me, uh-huh. who has time to like just go out in the garage whenever they want <laughs> yeah. and just work all day, right. or if you're Mike from Stance Works yeah. and it's your fucking career, yeah. then you can go out there and you can wrench all the time. Right. And it's like, well, then you need a project because they're going to be done with this project soon. Right. Like the amount of work that I did on that Mercedes to get it running before the rally yeah. would take a lot of people like a year or two. Yeah. But I was out there 15 hours a day yeah. for three weeks. 
Yeah. But most people are like, I can just work out because that wasn't fun. Was it? Weekends. It was really high pressure. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily right. fun. I, I don't even remember. I was working so hard. It wasn't even time to have fun or not fun. Right. You know, it was just, yeah, <laughs> I just do it. But most people don't do that. So they're working at night. Okay. So four. So my projects. day, one of Wait, my two days. two projects or four projects? I think four at the most. You if said you have two. a barn. You said two. If you have a barn, you can have four. Oh, okay. Because then you can stay organized. Having four projects in the space that I've got you can have, is too you much. You can have that car's corner. Yeah. And maybe you have like pallet racking and the parts for that. And there's car certain there. things that you can do. You can take notes, I think is important. Like yeah, taking really notes to what that. you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can definitely be detailed about things like that. And I think that real shops do that. Oh, yeah. Especially guys that restore cars. Right. Because you want documentation. time. They keep detailed notes of what they're doing. Yeah. I am not a detailed note-taking guy. Anyway, what I was saying is, so let's say I'm working 12 hours on a car. Okay. I've got that to do. And, I, and I've done that maybe three times that week. Let's say it's even eight hours I've been out in the garage. So let's, let's, let's even make it even easier. <laughs> okay. Let's say I was out there for 20 hours. Now I'm often out in the garage for 20 hours a week. Okay. Often. I thought you meant like in a certain spell or like a, a specific like at a time, 20 hours. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just saying he doesn't overall, sleep, like over the period of time for the regular person to do that. Yeah. They would have to engulf their entire weekend. Oh yeah. And then a couple weeknights. Yeah. It just isn't going to happen. Right. Don't fool yourself. Yeah. That's why I right. just, just now finished putting this firewall together. You are making yourself suffer because you're not going to be able to emotionally finish the projects that you're working on mm-hmm. you just, and physically finish the projects you work on. But, and you become acutely aware of this as you get older. Sure. Oh yeah. Because like, you're like, like, Oh, I'm not going to get to that. I'm not going to get to that. And I think a lot of people, um, and that's why you see a lot of unfinished projects being sold by 68 year old, 72 year old guys. What if you have several running projects that you can run and drive as is, but there are still things you want to do. Case in point, like the C10, like that's not an active project, but there are things that I still want to do, right? I think that the most amount of cars you should ever really have at one time is like five or six cars because you can't drive them all. I know. You can't. You just can't. You can't give them all the attention that they deserve. You're only one guy. You just just can't. Does that include spouse daily? I'm talking about like enthusiast cars. Okay. Like the, the cars that you don't drive every day. Yeah. I think five or six cars is. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of cars. That's a lot of cars. It's a lot of cars. That's a lot of people aren't going to have that problem. I have that problem. I, right now I have four. <laughs> and the trooper is, I would have gotten a lot farther if I wouldn't have uh, brought home the same welding tank that I took to the stupid oh ass place. That's, yeah. But I got an email that my wiring harness will be completed this week for, oh, you, I sent, so it yeah, was. I, we don't know about this. You're, it's correct. So. Either I make a wiring harness myself right. and lengthen all these different things yep. to like fit the motor yep. with the car and all this stuff and eliminate all the things that need to be eliminated, right. like the EGR valve and all these yep. different deletes. Like you can delete all kinds of shit. You can delete the glow plugs if you want to. I'm not. Right. You can. You can because if you're driving in the summer, yeah. you don't need glow plugs. You can just really simplify yep. and boil I didn't the run glow plugs down. on my TDI motor. <laughs> okay. Your t- Where is that motor? Is it gone? Gone. You Long gone. It? Yeah. Okay. That's too bad. I would have bought it. Um, no, I wouldn't have. I would have wanted it for free. Yeah. You hated it. Yeah. I would have tried to manipulate it, you into giving it yeah. to me. No, I did anyway, that. So I, I, this uh, company, I don't, they were not super responsive to like podcasts. And so I won't even mention their name, but uh, they sent me information on what I, and it was like this list of like a million things you could do or not oh. do with the harness plus tuning. Uh huh. For I think it was a thousand bucks. 
Okay. So I have a harness now that is lengthened. I measured. It's lengthened in the places I need it lengthened. It's got all new wires. Yeah. All new plugs. Okay. Uh, so the uh, the ECU connector is the same, but it's all been de-pinned and has all the right pin outs for only the things sure. that I need. Right. Simplified. Yep. Simplified. It has uh, a digital analog TAC converter. Yep. It's got a, I mean, it has everything I would need for this to work. It's got a, it's got a little plug on it that I can use a GM cruise control switch. Oh, cool. So you like, you run that into the car and you get yeah. like from some, like, I don't know, some like Celica, not a Celica. That's a Toyota. That is uh, it's, it's some shit box. What am I thinking? A Caprice. Sure. Okay. So you got like a little Caprice. I haven't made those in a long time, thing. but yes. Yeah, they have, I'm just trying to think of shit boxes <laughs> that would have cruise control. So it's like on off resume cancel. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got. So I'm going to have cruise control on it. That's cool. Like all these different things. But it's going to be like this beautiful, nice OEM looking OEM harness, all new wiring, new plugs, and I'm going to be able to go boink, 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 and just plug it all. You said in. tuning, so is are they sending you a different ECU as well? I have to have a different ECU. Well, they they tune the ECU. You send them the ECU. Okay, and then they tune I suppose because to turn different things off, you yeah, can't. Yeah, I'm just like not stage. I don't know, three or four or something like that. I have different injectors, different injection pump, and a different turbo. You do have a different turbo. I do. Okay. I have a big. My turbo is bigger than yours on your uh, your nine five one. I doubt that. Uh, it is. What, what Colin is it? even said so. And we all rely Colin on Colin so? for facts. Damn it. Yeah, he said it's Damn bigger. It. Um, what is it? Do you know what it is? I don't. Okay. I, I have no idea. Uh, it is big enough and everything's solid enough that I should should have. I'm kind of at the cusp of needing to do like <laughs> Bottom more. End, yeah. You know, more. But I should have like 180, 200 horsepower and around 300 pound feet of torque. Okay. Which is, we Pretty all know good. that torque was what matters, yes. right? Yes. From our episode that we did the other Correct. day. More than enough. Yes. More than enough. And this thing has like a 22-gallon tank, and it should get good 35, 40 miles wow. per gallon. So Really? With to... that aerodynamicness, not lack thereof? Well, normally you would get like, if you put it in a rabbit, you would get 50. True. Okay. Okay. So I'm trying to be somewhat conservative yeah, in that. That's really good. I'm super jazzed. So now the thing is, is I got to weld up the, so I got to put, weld up the motor mount in its place. Right. I have to pull the motor out. Why? I have to notch the firewall because the water neck for the oh. cylinder head is up against the firewall, and I can't have it touching the firewall because that would be... Can you modify the neck? No, it's plastic. Hmm. I'd rather just notch the firewall out. Just basically go... And then get like a piece of steel and then like have it follow the line and then just inset the firewall like half an inch, I think would be plenty. So I got to pull the motor out again, and then I'm going to weld up the mounts in the... Everything's kind of it's solid, but I want to do a better job welding the mounts in and stuff like that. Yeah. Once the motor's out, I can crawl in there right. and get into places that I can So these aren't before. adapter mounts. They don't bolt to the factory mounts. And then, so you're completely new mount. Yes. Yeah, they're okay. completely new. That's right, the other mounts were way far. The uh, the motor mounts are hydraulic. I got hydraulic mounts. Oh, so less I, vibration. Yeah, less vibration. It's from nice. like a Ford Explorer or sure. something like that. Okay. Hm. It's like, just like a, you know, just a stud on the top, stud on the bottom. Yep. Pancake. Yep. Sandwich mount. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, once the wiring harness gets here and once I have welding gas, I'm kind of excited. I keep saying I am not excited about that project. You know what is going to be exciting is you can then weld with the garage doors open. I know, it dude. It should finally be spring here. I know. It's it's such it's so bad for morale. It it, it truly is. is. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's it. That's all I got. That's, that's do we want to do on. any news? We have nah, some news. I don't want to do any news. Do you I want me to read news. you the titles? Uh, Ford Mustang is a cool feature. Nope. Uh, electric G-Wagon. Nope. 
New Lamborghinis out. I saw the new Lamborghini ad yeah. for this Lamborghini. Yeah. I'm wondering if we should try and watch it. Oh, there's like a there's like a video. Um, is it weird again? No, it's fucking awesome. Okay, it's like a really good ad. Yeah, let me let me find it quick. Okay, I'll tell take... you about it while you do that. So, Lamborghini okay. revealed on Wednesday the replacement for its top of the line Aventador. The new V12 Lambo features the name Revolto. Rev- Revolto, yes, Revolto, which uh, disappointingly, disappointingly, not follow the tradition of using Spanish fighting bulls names. Instead, simply means unruly in Spanish. Uh, the Revolto or the unruly couples an all-new 6.5-liter V12 with a trio of electric motors, which result in a combined output of a thousand horsepower. Two electric motors power the front wheels independently, while the third electric motor is integrated with the transmission driving the rear wheels. Uh, this third motor can work independently or with the engine, allowing okay, for an electric-only right, mode. 